You're listening to The Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 101. Where you been, Scott? This is The Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At The Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing. You should too. Well, long time no hear from me, that's for sure. Hello, everyone. My name is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping real people build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, an educator, and a wealth advisor. It is so good to be with you guys today because we haven't been together for a while. And I'm going to just touch on that. Not that there's any excuse at all for me being away from the, the airwaves for roughly three and a half months. So, One thing that happened to me in late January from a podcast perspective, a technical perspective, is my computer that was holding all the podcast music and the different apps that I used to get the podcast going completely died. It was the Surface Pro 3. And uh, however those hard drives are made, it just died on me. And I I took it to the Microsoft store. They couldn't do anything about it, so I bought a new computer. Well, that sounds great, but some of the music, it was music that I purchased, but I, I didn't remember where I purchased it a couple years ago, so I couldn't even find it, let alone have the app to make the music work for the podcast. So I had all this going on, but I was going to carry on with the show. So uh, my last episode that I actually did but never posted was two days before the Super Bowl. I'm looking at my notes right here. And what happened was I recorded the whole show without music. And the whole while I'm going to myself, Scott, this is going to be horrible. This is going to be a really bad podcast. And then, you know, I thought to myself, some podcasts I listen to are, are the sound quality's pretty bad. And this one's good, or at least, at least I think it's good. So I can get away with it. I can, I can do a podcast without music. So I recorded it apprehensively. And then I get up on my new computer to try and get the thing uploaded to my computer from a little um, uh, disk drive, and it wouldn't, it kept saying corrupted, corrupted, so I couldn't even get it to load up so I could edit it and send off a bad podcast to you. Honestly, at that point, it was kind of the tipping point for me, because all while that is happening... All of my clients and I, we moved all of our money from Charles Schwab to TD Ameritrade. Now, I'm not going to get into the details why, but it was a huge move. And I would never do that unless there were really good reasons to do so because it made my job incredibly difficult the whole first quarter and into uh, April because there were all new programs I had to learn. All of my clients had to sign new paperwork. We had to get it all uploaded, had to get the assets transferred. It was a whole big deal. 
And I'm not saying it's an excuse. I'm really not. And for some of you, maybe you never missed a beat. But for those of you that sent me emails saying, where's the podcast? I've listened to all 100 episodes. I'm anxious to get more. I want to I wanna learn more. For you guys, and there were a lot of you, which is totally awesome. For you guys, I want to say thank you. Thank you for keeping the fire lit under me because this, at the end of the day, is a hobby. Clients have come to me through this podcast, but this is a hobby. And if you own a business or even as far as customer service goes, I think you can appreciate that I needed to take care of my clients first. And there was a lot of action happening with our movement, with new clients coming aboard. So I needed to tend to the business because always in my life, my family's going to come first. Fortress Planning Group's going to come second. And my hobbies, this being one, will come third. So, uh, but you know, the last thing, before we get to the topic of the day, which is on perspective. I wonder though, how many people who do podcasts actually got to episode number 100? You know, they've been working for two plus years, episode after episode after episode. 100 comes this huge plateau. My wife even sent out just a great Facebook post. Congratulations. I'm so proud of you, Scott. And, and I haven't done one since. How many people? I don't know. Welcome to my world. Let's get to the topic of the day. All right. The topic of the day is perspective. And I have one page in front of me. I'm going to post this to bestandwealth.com. So if you want to look at this graph, and I highly recommend that you do, go to bestandwealth.com and download this graphic, which is just a one pager that I have for this podcast, because it is incredibly important that we gain perspective with our investing. You know, I want you guys to be excellent investors. I did my all pro dad group this morning, and that's what our topic was on was excellence. And I want to be an excellent investor, and I want, I want you to be an excellent investor. And for, in order for us to do that, we need to dig deep sometimes and just talk about the sources of where returns come from, where stock market returns come from. Or even better yet, looking back at history on what stock market returns we've seen. Because all of the data is available. And I love getting excited. I mean, my arms are flailing when I'm doing this podcast and when I'm talking to anybody because I'm so excited about this stuff. But I want to be clear. I'm not going to give you my opinion. All I'm going to give you are facts because just like anything else, I mean, think about it for a second. Think about science for a second in the medical industry. I mean, when somebody's got something wrong on the inside, for example, my father-in-law He was bringing the groceries in last week and he fell down a couple of stairs, really messed up his shoulder. Well, 50 years ago, we wouldn't have been able to do much about it. We wouldn't have been able to see inside of his body. And then x-rays came about. 
And x-rays were great, major breakthrough, but x-rays only show so much. And then MRIs came up about, I don't even know when, but not too many years ago. We just take it for granted now. And MRIs are getting better and better and better. So we can see into the body to help with any ailments that we have. The medical science, you can see the progression. And I'm telling you right now, the investment industry, the finance, investing, it is not any different. We have 92 years of history to look at now to see what stock returns have looked like, what drives uh, returns in your portfolio, all of that stuff. And I want to unpack it in the months to come. But I just want to drill on one point today. And that is the U.S. stock market returns and, and what that average looks like. In the last 92 years, we have data, and on my graph, from 1926 through 2017, so this is up to date, 92 years. And so my first question for you guys is, what is, in the last 92 years, what is the average U.S. stock market return? If we take all 92 years, add up all the returns, divide by 92, what is that number? And I'm not talking about the S&P 500. I'm talking about the total market index. And I'm not talking here about any investment. This is just grabbing the data. So this is before any mutual fund expense or any investment. This is not something you can invest in, but it really is going to drive home this topic today of perspective. So what's your guess? What's the average stock market return? When I ask clients and friends this, they range normally anywhere between 5% and 13%. And the answer is, in the last 92 years, the average stock market return, 10.2% per year. The S&P 500, just the top 500 companies in the United States, they did a little bit worse. They were under 10 but if we take the aggregate, 10.2%. Okay, now breathe, just think on that a little bit. What, is, what does that mean? Does that mean we should expect 10% per year in our stock market returns? Maybe. So I ask clients, I ask friends, I ask people on the street. I say, all right, if we know, if it's a fact that 10% is our average return. What if I use just a half a percent buffer zone on either side? We call it, when I'm rebalancing, a tolerance band. So it's, it's a 5% tolerance band from what you're trying to get. And here it's the 10%. So if I take it out 5%, or in this case a half a percent, how many times out of the, the last 92 years has the stock market landed between nine and a half and ten and a half percent? Okay, that's our band. And we have 92 possibilities where the, the end of the year stock market return could have landed between nine and a half and ten and a half percent. And I'm not going to give you the answer yet, but I want you to think in your head how many times you think that that's happened. Now, before I give you the answer to that, I'm going to ask you one more question. So remember your answer on the first one. The last question had a pretty small tolerance band, just a 5% tolerance band. 
And instead of bringing it out slowly, I want to bring the tolerance band way out. And I'm going to give, with the next question, a 100% tolerance band. So if the average is 10 and I take it out 100% on either side of that 10, now my question to you is how many times in the 92 years, how many times has the stock market landed between 0% and 20%? Huge tolerance span. Think about that for a second. And when you're thinking about the answer, you can express it in percentage terms because since we have 92 years, it's almost a percent per time. But I'll give you the answer. I'll give you the actual number and the percentage as well on both of these questions. Do you have your answer yet? 0% to 20%. All right, let's go back up to question number one. Question number one had the real small tolerance ban. How many times did the stock market land between 9.5% and 10.5%? And I get answers from people that range between approximately five times and 50 times. So 5% and 50% of the time. There are people out there that think that in that narrow band, 5% of the time, the actual end of the year return landed in that tolerance band. Some people think all the way up to 50% of those tries. And the answer, though, is, wait for it, wait for it. The answer is one time. That's it. One time. In percentage terms, that's 1.1%. Now, how did that fare from your answer? My guess is, oh, and by the way, The year that it happened was 1992. 9.8% was the end of the year U.S. stock market return. The next closest higher was 1993 at 11.1%. And in 1926, we came in at 8.4%, which was obviously way less than the tolerance band of 9.5%. So I can only count the one. What was your answer? What did you think the answer was? My guess is for most of you, it was more than one. And for a lot of you, it was significantly more than one. Okay, but now we're going to bring the band way out. We're going to bring it way out. 0% to 20%. What was your answer? The average stock market return is 10.2%. I'm rounding to 10. How many times have we landed between 0 and 20%? Out of 92 tries, end of the year stock market return. The answer is 33 times. 33 times out of 92. That's thir- If I round up a little bit, that's 36% of the time. Not even... Half of the time have we landed with a 100% tolerance band to our average. And when I ask clients, when I ask friends, when I ask people on the street, when I ask dudes that I'm playing Texas Hold'em with, you know what their answer is? It usually is somewhere between 50% and 100%. Perspective. Why for us... Knowing these numbers, how does this give us perspective? Well, this is why. It gives us perspective because if you came to me and, and, and we developed a portfolio, by the way, by the way, 
I would never develop a portfolio that consisted just of the U.S. market with the market weight averages. Never. But for argument's sake, if we if we came, if you came to me and I just built you a U.S. aggregated portfolio with a, a rock bottom expense ratio where we could get you hypothetically right at that 10%. And I said, well, if you hold on to this portfolio for a long time, you should average 10%. And keep in mind, my friends, there's many, many years, 20 years, 10-year um, rolling averages, et cetera, that were either over or under the 10%. The 10% is 92 years. But you get pretty darn close the longer you hold the portfolio. So if I said, oh, you're going to get about 20%, per, or I'm sorry, about 10% average rate of return, guess what? You're going to be disappointed in me almost 40% of the time. You're going you're gonna to think about firing me 40% of the time. And if you're managing your own portfolio, you're going to think about making a change 42% of the time. If you're thinking, well, I should average 10% and you don't, well, what happens then? We're wired and made to do something about it, to make a change. And I'm giving you the 40% because if we look at all 92 years, 75% of the years, or 69 out of, out of 92, were positive years. 25% of the years were negative years. So out of all the years of the U.S. stock market history, 25% of the years, you're in the negative, baby. It's happening. And why I bumped it up to 40% is because of all those years that the stock market landed between zero and 9.8%. Well, we didn't get to your average either. Disappointment. And you might say to me, well, I can predict those, those years when the stock markets are going to be down. I'll either figure it out myself with some sort of formula that I have or find some really smart person that's making a, a prediction. And my friends, guess again, because nobody has a crystal ball. And the only, if you were alive 92 years ago, the only way that you're going to achieve that 10% per year, and think about that for a second. The rule of seven says that if I earn 10% of my money, every seven years, my money is doubling. It is an outstanding rate of return. But if you can't stick with the ride, if you're going to get spooked on bad years and you decide to change your portfolio or get out or, and get back into the market, you are in trouble. The vast majority, and I don't have this number in front of me, but probably well over 90% of people who've tried this strategy of trying to get in and get out, well, they ended up with way less than the 10% average. Perspective. So when you're looking at your 401k plan, your IRA, your financial advisor, whatever it is, what are your expectations this year for your stock market return? What was your expectation last year? What is about your expectation every year? And if your expectation, if you're 100% in U.S. stocks like this, is 10%, or if your expectation is 8%, because you got some bonds baked in to your portfolio, or if your expectation is 12% because you're in really risky stocks like emerging markets or small cap values or something, if your expectation is an average rate of 12% and you expect that every year, well, then I fear for your investment life. 
and I fear for your investment life because you're going to do something stupid. I promise you, you will. If, if you have baked into your head this average rate of return, let me tell you the better thing to do, the better thing to do, the answer to this is to figure out what your range of returns, your range of expectations, given the risk in the portfolio, what those expectations are. So when my clients now get their quarterly statement from me, what they see is the risk number within their portfolio and then the range of returns to expect in the next six months. I am not, I know what the average rate of return is the past 92 years, the past 30 years, and the past 10 years. But I'm putting that nowhere on the statement because if I put it on the statement, they will begin to be expectations. Expectations of an average rate of return. But if instead we see what our range of returns are and we expect to be in that range and we end the year at negative 10% or negative 18% or positive 40%, and it's inside of that range of returns, well, we're doing our job. We can stay in our seat. And what Dave Ramsey always said is, a roller coaster is not gonna hurt you. That by itself won't. What's gonna hurt you is is if you jump off when the roller coaster is going. When the roller coaster is in motion and you jump off, you're gonna get hurt. The same is for investing. You're not gonna get hurt if you stay buckled in. And you're not gonna get hurt then if you keep listening to me. And if you want more information, I want you to go to bestinwealth.com where you will find all 100 other episodes of the podcast. The other thing I want you to do is give me a call or give me an email. You'll find all my contact information or just email me, scott at bestinwealth.com. Let's talk through it. Let me do a portfolio x-ray free of charge for you. My time is up. It's good to be back. I miss you guys a lot, and I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye, everyone. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.